back. Hi, everyone. All righty. We're just going to go straight right into it. Straight right into it. Straight right into it. <laughs> we're so glad you're here. <laughs> Welcome to the Share the Care Show. We are so happy that you're here. And I really hope that you're having an amazing day. Um, for those of you who are new to our show, Share the Care is a movement with two goals in mind. One, we want to embrace and support those who are caring for their loved ones. We call them caregetters. You may hear the term caregivers. And two, to provide those caregetters with the education and resources that they need to care for their loved one with purpose and to lead a life of abundance and joy. We are your co-hosts. I am Amber Gerard, And I'm Christy Freeze. Thank you all so much for being here. Episode two. Episode two. Yeah, we're pumped. So today, we're talking about our second care key. Yes. And that is awareness and action. Yeah. All right. So awareness. Let's spend a little bit of time today kind of unpacking that care key. It's a two-part care key. Mm -hmm. um, but we really want to stress the importance, first and foremost, of the reactive mindset versus a proactive mindset. Yes. And that the tendency is that a reactive mindset leads to caregiver burnout. That is a very common term. Mm -hmm. Caregiver burnout is not unfamiliar to caregivers or to those that are in this space. And so some signs of that. So we know the reactive mindset can lead to caregiver burnout, but what are signs of caregiver burnout? What's mm -hmm. that mean? What's that look like? Um, and so we have five of them for you today. Hopelessness or sadness is one that is common. Um, having less patience with your loved one or yourself or just feeling reactive. Um, the third one is family isolation or having resentment surrounding other family members or frustration at siblings, loved ones, that kind of thing. The fourth one is fatigue. So physical fatigue, mental fatigue. We talk about this a lot, like mm -hmm. your energy being tired, like your body can maybe keep going, but you feel exhausted, drained, drained, perfect word. Mm -hmm. Your battery is drained. Mm -hmm. Essentially when you're, giving all of yourself to someone else, you're caregiving for somebody else, you kind of get lost in that. Um, and that self-care is set aside. So um, Amber brought up yesterday, something so common that just gets missed is doctor's appointments or mm -hmm. not just, you know, you even mentioned like not just your hair appointment or your nail appointment, but like routine doctor's appointments that, Maybe you're sick of going to doctor's appointments because you go for your loved one, but you need to make sure that you're keeping your health super top of mind also so that you're not falling ill as well. Yeah. Or I hear a lot too. Um, I have so much to do in the day and I have so yeah. many things I need to get done. I don't have time to go to the doctor. I feel healthy. Mm -hmm. Everything feels normal. I don't need to have my annual exam because I need to insert whatever, whatever. Yeah. But it's super important. And those are just, um, preventative type measures that like Amber said, are just kind of being put to the wayside, mm -hmm. but that is going to prevent you from getting a sickness that, you know, limits you from being able to take care of your loved one mm -hmm. or 
don't know, be able to early detect something going on. I don't know the exact statistics, so don't hold me to this. Don't hold her to it. But there is something that I think two-thirds of caregivers that sounds right. actually experience some type of um, life-threatening diagnosis as a result of caregiver burnout. Yes. And so they end up declining quicker Mm -hmm. and before the loved one that they were caring for. 100%. That is so true. So don't miss your routine doctor's Mm -hmm. appointments is our point. Gosh, we really really want you all to keep your routine appointments. I'm not sure. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't have to be. I know a lot of people think, you know, I'm missing my hair appointment or my nail appointment. Those don't take priority. And to some people, they may not. Mm, But we're talking about the actual necessities yeah, of your, your annual physical. day-to-day life or your annual life yeah. um, that you're pushing aside so that you care for another one. For sure. And I feel like doing some of those things, uh, which we're going to get to uh, more of the action, like what you can do uh, portion of things, but it really just allows you to not have to end up reacting. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to get to that point of burnout, that point of reactivity. It, and maybe it's just a mental reminder. You know, I think mm-hmm. sometimes knowing those appointments are coming up or knowing that you need, you need to do that for yourself, it helps you kind of pre-plan. Oh, man, I really should start monitoring my diet or mm-hmm. taking care of those things because excuse me, because you know you're going to end up having to talk to the doctor about it. Or mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. I think another huge distinction from the reactive mindset to the proactive mindset is the potential quality of life mm. of your loved one. Um, a lot of times we see with a reactive mindset that we're bringing in those additional resources and those additional services too late. Um, they're still of value at that 100%. point in life, but if they had started six or 12 months earlier that the quality of life, the pain control or pain management, mm-hmm. um, the self-care of the caregiver, mm-hmm. all of that increases exponentially. Yeah. The earlier, the more proactive you are, the earlier you bring those services on. Um, so that's another thing to keep in mind as far as reactive versus proactive. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. We've got two for one. Yeah, we do. A little good too for one. Yeah. So the second part of this care key is action. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really prefer inspired action um, because we can always take action mindlessly and kind mm-hmm. of like wild and about. But um, the first portion of this is that resources and assistance, like Amber just recently mentioned, are available. And so that could look like home care, home health, um, hospice, if you are kind of getting towards that. Um, chronic critical diagnosis. Um, And then the importance of whatever those services being, whatever that educational resource being, that they are in alignment with where you're at, what you need, Mm -hmm. what you're you're looking for. Um, We're just going to talk about this real quick because I recently did send Amber a referral and it was somebody that I had moved their loved one into a community a couple years ago and they reached out for home care. And so I was like, well, <laughs> Hi. I know someone. And so 
but what made a huge difference for her when she called is that you asked her, what did you like? What did you not like? Whether that be using us previously, using another home care company previously, and having that kind of background dialogue mm-hmm. be communicated to her of, hmm, well, what, what did I like? What didn't I like? So that way you are making sure that your goals and your loved one's goals and the whole family dynamic is in alignment Mm -hmm. with what resources we're bringing in. People call, call me and do discovery calls with me and I can give them resources. It's kind of up to them to connect with those resources or have those resources allowed to connect with them and making sure that that makes sense. Well, I think in alignment with that, Mm, look at her here for it. Um, Unless you're in this world and you know about the right of choice when Mm. you're choosing services, um, people aren't aware that they have a choice. A lot of times what happens is a loved one gets admitted into the hospital. As they're discharged, someone comes in and says, you were sending you home with hospital ABC's home health. Sure. And you feel like you don't have a choice. They say, here's a piece of paper, sign it, we'll get it started. Without realizing that there are non-hospital home health or non-hospital hospice companies Mm -hmm. that provide really high quality care, sometimes better than the hospital home health hospice. Right, right. So it's important to know that you do have a right of choice. Yes. And that that be in line with your care plan with your values as a family, are they being respected? Right. Your schedule, your scheduling, your preferences. Yeah. That's a really great point. Thank you for sharing that. Cause I don't think, I mean, I don't think that a lot of people do know that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and here, you know, we kind of go back and forth with this where we talk about Indiana and we talk about Indianapolis and we talk about nationally or, uh, you know, there are home cares or home health or hospice providers. There are more than three in your area. There I are, promise you. <laughs> there are there are so many and I mean there's restaurants on every street corner, mm-hmm. but we like specific restaurants for specific reasons and mm-hmm. we go to certain places for certain reasons and this is no different. The people typically are what make that company successful or what make it in alignment with you. And so doing an interview process or calling somebody and mm-hmm. having, you know, a couple questions answered. Yeah. It's going to set you up for way greater success than just, oh, well, those are my options. This Mm -hmm. is what I have to do. So alignment is super, super important and taking action to make sure that that alignment is um, being respected, that boundary is being respected is super important. Mm -hmm. And your expectations are heard and that, yeah. I love that. Okay. So we talked about caregiver burnout. Yeah. And that reactivity kind of being the result or the gateway to caregiver burnout. Mm -hmm. And so let's talk about some ways to combat this. Yeah. Go from reactive to proactive. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And these are just five kind of tips that we would like to share with you. But there are so many that as um, aside from caregiving that can help us be proactive and be Mm -hmm. mindful and in alignment. So the first one is to recognize that it's burnout. So what does that look like? What does that mean? Um, And figuring out that it is, in fact, there's not something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. You're not doing something bad. You're not doing something wrong. You're just burnout and recognizing that. And then 
The second one is to let your loved one know, so communicating that to them, that, that you need help. And I want Amber to share the exact example that she just shared with me yesterday, earlier today. I don't know, but it was perfect. And I heard it a second time and I would like to hear it a third time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a very easy, relatable example that everyone can practice at home. Um, when you're experiencing burnout, when you're experiencing fatigue, mm -hmm. when you need a moment, um, simply telling your loved one, let's say it's mom. Hey mom, I'm having, I'm feeling very tired today. Um, so I'm going to go to bed early. And once I'm in bed, I'm going to be in bed. So is there anything I can do for you right now before I go to bed? So not only have we communicated, <laughs> I'm tired today. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> We're still working on technical difficulties here. So sorry. Um, so not only are we communicating with our loved one, I'm feeling a little tired. I'm feeling a little burnt out. And we're doing it in a way that's not accusatory or, um, you know, I have to take care of you and you're draining me, right? We're, we don't want that kind of oh, communication. Yes. Simply saying, I'm feeling a little tired today. I'm going to go to bed early. So we've set our expectations. Mm -hmm. And then is there anything I can do for you before I go to bed? For the parents out there, if your kid came up to you and said, hey, I'm going to bed early. Is there anything I can do for you before you go to bed? You would say, oh my gosh, you know, yes or no, go to bed, yeah. right? Your loved ones, your mom, your dad, your grandma, your grandpa, they want to know your highs and your lows and how they can help, right? So yeah. just simply communicating um, a need and then still offering that assistance and the respectful way. Those might be also really great additions. Um, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but for mm. tips and tricks. Yeah. Amber's really, really, really good at, at these types of communication, um, communicating, how mm. to communicate well, um, personally, like in my own personal life and for caregivers and for professionals in the city, you know, in this space. So I mean, no pressure, but we'll have a whole segment on communication. Yeah. It, <laughs> I mean, very needed. And I think that it's, um, I mentioned that about tone because I think the tendency is to build it up, hold it in mm. and maybe feeling like they, they're not going to understand or they're not going to be receptive. Mm -hmm. I can tell you that they're probably not going to be receptive to burnout and sass mm. and resentment and prickly is what mm. you use. Prickly or crunchy. Those are my two words. We're feeling a little crunchy today. <laughs> So, and it takes practice, you know, it's like a muscle. It's like anything. It just takes practice and yeah. being able to practice those things. And if they work, remember them or write them down. And if they don't work, it's not, again, not bad. It's not mm -hmm. bad. It's nothing wrong with you. They're just practicing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I'm also very aware that family politics get pulled into things like that. Um, some families are very open and receptive to hearing people's boundaries and clear communication. Some families are not. There. So uh, you'll find what works best for your family and for your communication with your loved one. Yeah. But communicating that with them is very important um, so that they recognize that you're feeling yeah. a little burnt out. Um, and then hopefully we'll want to kind of help overcome that. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for sharing that. Thanks. Yeah. All right. The next one is to consider a respite stay. So this is one of the care keys that I have on my care key sheet um, of just vocab. Mm -hmm. um, 
to kind of unpack real quick what respite means, because some people don't even know that that term might be foreign mm-hmm. to them. I used to, when I worked in a community, when we offered it in a community, I used to think of it as like a mini vacation or like a mini getaway for your loved one. And we often used it as an opportunity for someone to like try out the community to see Mm -hmm. if they like enjoyed that lifestyle, if that was, you know, felt good, felt comfortable, but can very much be used for if you're going out of town, if you're going on a trip, if you are going nowhere and you want to stay home for a staycation, a staycation. Um, so, and there are a couple different forms of that. So when I think of a respite stay, there's like what I just mentioned in a community, kind of like moving in temporarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's also options for adult day or programming that can be just a day thing or a couple day thing. Yeah. Anything to add on that for respite stays? Respite stays can be a really great intro to assisted living as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if your loved one is not sold on moving yeah, or maybe you're anticipating that they would need to move into an assisted living within the next one to three years, that's great. How do we start that conversation? How do we leave some pebbles to mm-hmm. get them interested? Plant and some seeds. Yes. Yeah, so it's not so scary. Um, people think still like that 1970s, 1980s, like A nursing long, dark, home. scary hallway. Vibe. Yeah. It's not like that. We would move in. We could combine our ages and we still probably <laughs> wouldn't qualify. Yeah. <laughs> we can share a two-bedroom. We'll, we'll move in and be roommates. <laughs> this is my dream. Uh, but it's a great way to introduce them to the new assisted living yes. communities or new independent living communities without it feeling like a threat of you're kicking me out. Yeah. And I think you like know that there's like light at the end of the tunnel, you know, that in seven days you're going to get to go back to your house. Mm -hmm. It was so interesting. My last community that people would be like, I don't don't like it here. Yeah. Or like they've made a friend or a few friends or they really enjoy like Thursday's event that happens every week or happy hour. Anything with food and alcohol. (laughs) People line up. (laughs) Yeah. So it's an opportunity to do that. Mm -hmm. But also great for respite stays as well if you're feeling a little burnt mm-hmm. and you just need a day to do nothing. And doing nothing is still doing something. The Very rest nice. is the work. I talk about this a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm still working on my own resting. Yeah. But it's, I'm pretty good at resting. <laughs> Amber's an inspiration. She's so good. I'm pretty great at hanging out and relaxing. And, and better for it. Yeah. So it's fine. Okay, so we kind of talked about this um, next one Mm. previously as well, but I really wanted to spend a little bit more time on it. Setting healthy boundaries. So you mentioned families being receptive and talking Mm. about boundaries or maybe like, "Mm, we don't do that. And so boundaries are for you. Mm. This is something else that I personally am learning that when when we create boundaries around our time or our energy and somebody else is like, Maybe giving you some sass about that. Mm-hmm. That's because they're not respecting your boundary. That doesn't mean your boundary is wrong. Can you say that? Yeah. Yes. So, like, if you need to have a day to do nothing, you don't need to feel guilt around that. You don't need to feel bad about that. And and putting that boundary up is ultimately to set you up for greater success. Mm-hmm. 
I think too boundaries when you're caring for someone, some people, hmm, let me rephrase. Um, I guess I think people need to sit and be realistic about their boundaries as well, because some people live with their loved ones or their loved one requires 24 seven care, Mm. or maybe they're a, um, a, what we call a wanderer or an exit seeking risk. Yeah. Um, when they're looking to run away and someone has to watch them all the time. Um, and they, their boundaries will look differently or those boundaries will look different than someone who drops off a week's worth of meal prepping for mom. Fair. Very true. So I think being aware of what situation you are in, giving yourself some grace around the situation that you're in. Lots of grace. And then setting boundaries based on your situation is important. For sure. I think anything when it comes to senior care is very, um, I keep doing this like individualistic. It's very very unique. Yes. It's very specialized. It's very Mm -hmm. tailored to each specific person. Yeah. No one's situation is identical. Mm -hmm. There's like a lot of misconception around this because I think that there's just like a very subtle, um, tiny kind of bridge where people feel very isolated. Mm -hmm. They feel like they're the only ones going through this because their situation is so individual. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so it's, I feel like we're here telling you that there are resources that exist, there's support that exists. So just know though that there is support and resources for your individual situation. Yeah. There are so many companies that do things very tailored, like you mentioned. Totally. So anything else on boundaries? No. Okay, the last one that's number five, I just threw in because you know, that's what I do. Because Christy Freeze is here composting. <laughs> And she gets to drop with Christy Freeze. We will talk about this probably in every episode. Well, until people start downloading it, I'm doing it. Yeah. Okay, so the Insight Timer app, I know everyone's sick of me here, you know, talking about it, but you should have it because (laughs) as a caregiver, especially, um, we joke all the time about the two minute thing, Mm -hmm. but that's a real option. And so I actually put an invitation, not a challenge, an invitation out yesterday, yesterday or today on my um, Carrie Christie Instagram for two minutes a day for a week, mm-hmm. for two weeks. It will change your life. And I would love to hear how it changes your life because creating space for yourself, it can be two minutes at the end of the week. That's almost 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And again, I know that hearing that for some people, that doesn't sound like a lot, but if you're watching and you're a family caregiver and you're in the thick of it, 15 minutes of like some time and space for yourself mm-hmm. feels like a lottery ticket. So the Insight Timer app lets you literally start. Look at her, she's laughing at me. I am laughing. I can see you in the Zoom screen. <laughs> um, it allows you to choose what you're going through and choose the amount of time that you have to give to it and just be able to show up. So take action. Meditating is another very personal experience as well that you can tailor to you. I do not do well in silence. I hate sitting in silence. Mm -hmm. Um, I like music in the background or a TV show in the background or, and you really need something in the background. I, I need guided because, um, in a meditation that is not guided, my mind wanders and there's no point or purpose to what I'm doing. Um, but I am challenging Amber that when her thoughts wander to bring them back, back. like she would sweet cocoa. Bring back. 
and kindly bring them back and focus on your breathing. You can focus on, you know, your show or your music or whatever, but, um, it's really good. Well, and I was going to say for those who feel that they do not have two minutes of their day to give, um, I have found, um, while taking a shower, I'll Mm -hmm. do a quick meditation or, Um, stick some headphones in while you're cooking dinner and do, I mean, it's not like you have to sit in a chair with the lights off and your eyes closed. I did make her do that before we started this. And it was fantastic. <laughs> um, and she did it for 11 minutes. I did. Um, <gasps> I <laughs> died laughing in the middle of it, but we did it. It was good. It was good. <laughs> um, but there are moments in your day that you can add a meditation to. So don't feel that um, it won't feel so daunting to have to add something new into your life I used or your to, routine. Yeah, for sure. When I was at, um, when I was in a building and I just needed like mm. to like step away for just like a second, sometimes I would mobile order mm. um, Starbucks from my car once I'd already got to Starbucks. And while I was waiting for my drink to be ready, I would do a three minute meditation or five minute meditation. Mm-hmm. So I like almost like created a space to do a thing, but then snuck in a meditation. Mm-hmm. That's how I started. Cause I used to, I'm like, okay, well I hope my thoughts are wild. So I don't even know. Yeah. So yeah. Um, some people think meditating is a little, what we call woo woo. Um, I just challenge you to think differently if yeah. Shift that, your perspective. Yes. Okay. If that is your perspective. So. And try it. And I mean, some people also are the kind of people that they like to do the thing to prove that it doesn't work. Mm. Mm. I would love <laughs> come at me. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to hear that it's not working because she will prove you wrong. Yeah. And I love to help people with that. So that's just a little nugget. Yeah. So again, these five things to combat caregiver burnout all tie back with a part of what our movement is, which is um, giving our caregivers the space to care with purpose. Mm-hmm. So you're not waking up every day and you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off. It's not a good feeling. Or unorganized. You're feeling like you don't have your things together. This is all going to help kind of... Bring you in alignment. Yes. So bring it all back around. Thank you for that. Yeah. Okay. So we have a section... Yes. Our segment of yes. our Share the Care show called Care Cues. Care Cues. And the purpose of Care Cues is for anybody and everybody to ask questions that they cannot Google. Yeah. Or that maybe they don't feel comfortable going into like a support group or forum or anything sure. like that asking. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to read it? I would love for you to read it. Okay. So today's Care Cue comes from Kathy F., So thank you, Kathy, for your question. My dad recently passed away, and my mom is living alone for the first time in her life. She can still take care of herself pretty well, but it makes me nervous that I do not know what is happening day to day when I am not visiting. How do I stay in the loop but still respect mom's independence? Mm. It's a great question. I feel like a lot of people want to know, how do I stay in the loop on mom and dad, grandma, grandpa? We're going to use mom and dad for this example. Um. They want to stay in the loop of what's happening, but they don't want to nag or be intrusive or be intrusive. And I think a lot of it comes down to, to 
are my loved ones being honest with me? Because mm. when you're not in the house, it's very easy to manipulate or lie, right? Yeah, I took, my, I took my meds today. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> right? Because today's Wednesday and your Wednesday pills are still in the box. Sure. So um, when I hear someone say, I want to be kept in the loop on mom's day-to-day life, my experience tells me two things. One, we're worried about nutrition and hydration. Mm-hmm. Is mom eating the right food? Is she, she drinking eating? enough water? Is she eating? Right. And the second one would be, what if mom falls and she's lying on the ground for two days and I don't know it. Mm-hmm. So those are usually my top two concerns that I hear from people. Yeah. So I want to break down nutrition and hydration. Cause I think that one is relatively quick and easy. Okay. And I think a lot of people will nod their head along with this of um, especially Kathy for you, your dad recently passed away. We've gone from cooking for two people to now cooking for one people, one person, (laughs) one people, one people. (laughs) Um, That's hard. Yeah. Cooking for one person is hard. For sure. A recipe serves eight. Yeah. Are you going to have eight? Are you going to eat the same thing every single day for a week? No one wants that. And even two people, you would like heat up leftovers. No. So that's a challenge, right? That's a big challenge for people is cooking for one person. Mm -hmm. The second that we have to keep in mind is as someone gets older, our strength changes, right? Um, Some of our health concerns change. You may have back issues, may have hip issues. Something that may prevent you from standing at the stove for 20 minutes to heat something up. Um, You may not have the strength to lift a pot of water from the sink to the stove. Um, so there's a lot of physical things that could hinder you from having the right nutrition. So what happens? We eat mm-hmm. cheese and crackers. Mm-hmm. We eat popcorn. We eat ice cream. I mean, those are delicious. Frozen meals, wrong, right? Not the healthiest. Yeah. So we're usually having a huge increase of sodium, mm-hmm. right? We're usually doing em- what I call empty calories. There's no nutritional value there, right? You're not getting the right antioxidants, the right, you know, vitamins and minerals. I'm sorry, guys, there's not a lot of stuff in a cracker. <laughs> so there's just, right? So we're seeing all these things and how do we introduce nutrition into the right nutrition back into the diet? So um, an easy way is to either partner with some type of meal prepping mm-hmm. like a hungry nonprofit. Or, oh, more that. So there's a Meals on Meals mm-hmm. type of situation. Um, there's, there's another big one. Moms for meals. meals oh yeah. Moms meals. We'll find I butchered that. I'm sorry, guys. We'll drop it in the comments. Yeah. Too. Um, the other thing too, is you can partner with a local, or I guess you can hire a in-home care option as well. Mm-hmm. I see that um, they'll come in maybe once, twice, three times a week and they'll do meal prepping. And the great thing about that is that mom doesn't lose the independence right uh or control over her meals right she's still picking the recipes she's still in charge of part yeah she's still participating in the meal prep just because mom's recently had a hip replacement and she can't stand at the stove during her recovery yeah she can sit at the kitchen table and chop up the vegetables now we've taken an experience like cooking a meal and we've turned it into a social situation as well Mm -hmm. so um, you're making a meal with someone. Um, you're getting that companion care, that mental stimulation, which is very important. Yeah, and for Kathy specifically, with her dad recently passing away, mm. 
mom's probably feeling fairly lonely Mm -hmm. and going through her own grief process. And so to have somebody that is there more as a friend or companion Mm -hmm. doing these tasks, it is an experience. It's Mm -hmm. not somebody's here to like take care of me. That's not needed, Mm -hmm. but we do need people. We do still need to stay socially connected. Mm -hmm. And so that's a great opportunity to kind of combat a lot of the things that you're discussing Mm -hmm. all in one swoop. Yeah. And if mom is not open to that, you can always change the phrasing Mm -hmm. from this is your caregiver to this is your personal chef. Right. Who doesn't want that? I've done that before. Oh yeah. Or personal assistant. Here's your personal assistant. Yes. That's a popular one too. Yeah. It's all about just kind of switching up the approach. Sure. Um, so I hope that answers the nutrition and hydration side of things. Yeah. Um, the second concern that I hear when someone says, I want to know what's going on with mom, um, is a poll. Because as many of us know, one in three people over the age of 65 will fall. Yeah. It's going to happen. It is. <laughs> and just a quick little nugget. So Jamie with Home Safety Coach, she really mm-hmm. unpacked this um, on Thursday's interview. That's her entire business is to support people. She's a physical therapist is what Mm -hmm. her background is. Um, And so she had some, we didn't spend a ton of time on it, but she gave us some really great tips on preventing a fall, Mm -hmm. but then after a fall as well. Um, So check that out too. That's the resources within reach segment. Yes. Yes. So a lot of people have heard of home alert systems. Sure. Life alert is a common one. Um, I'll throw in the new Apple watch. It's another one. There's a fall detection Mm -hmm. in that. There are a few challenges with those. Um, And again, I, people are going to nod their head and go, yep, 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 yep. One of them is going to be Kathy. We're going to use your mom as an example. Um, If mom is wearing a necklace that is a life alert necklace, there is a little bit of a pride issue there for a lot of people. Now all of my friends know that I may be at a risk for a fall or everyone now knows that I have fallen. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's a little bit of a pride of, I don't want people to know that I'm declining or that I'm not as strong as I used to be. So it just stays right here on the old nightstand. And so we don't wear it. Um, The other thing too, which ties into not wearing it. Um, Oh gosh, there's, I've heard before that 60% of people do not wear their life alert stuff or their, um, I guess, home alert pendants. They just don't wear them. It doesn't work if you're not wearing it. (laughs) Right. Um, The Apple Watch in particular, the challenge with the Apple Watch is that there are a lot of bells and whistles with that watch. Um, And for someone over the age of 65, and particularly someone with dementia or Alzheimer's, it's way too complicated. And so it ends up just, again, they don't wear it. It's just mm-hmm. a challenge. So what do you do? One of the things that you can look into is what we call an in-home detection system. Um, so these are very unique in that they are not intrusive. There's no cameras. There's no microphones. This is not a big brother situation. <laughs> And there's no wearables. You don't have to wear anything. And essentially what it is, is it's a motion detection system that is installed in your loved one's home. Um, It's 
very quick. It's almost like someone coming in, setting up cable, oh. your, your cable, your phone You're system and getting out. Um, it usually takes about two weeks to calibrate, which means for those two weeks, it's just, um, I guess, recording essentially. It's just taking note of mom's day-to-day life. Does she typically get up at 8 a.m.? And then does she typically go into the kitchen? And then does she typically watch Good Morning America? And then do we go to the restroom usually around 11? And then do we go into the kitchen to have lunch, right? So it's tracking mom's kind of day-to-day regular routine for the first couple of weeks. And then after that, um, once it's familiar with mom's routine, Mm -hmm. if something's different, it will then send out an alert to whoever it's set up for. Like a text alert? Well, yes. Yeah, a text alert, a phone call, depending on on the provider. Like what you set up to, yeah. Yeah. So it may say, hey, it's 11 a.m. and mom still hasn't gotten up yet. Okay, Mm -hmm. so now we know mom's not up. You can follow up anyway. You can give her a call. You can stop by. Yeah. Interesting. Or if she normally gets up to cook dinner at 6 and she still hasn't left the living room since 10 a.m., something unusual like that. That may indicate that there's been a fall. It'll notify the family or whoever your emergency contact is. So um, love those because, like I said, if you're not wearing your pendants, they don't work. And this is something that is non-wearable. And it does still protect mom's privacy with no cameras and no microphones. No one wants wants to be monitored like they're a child. Right, right. Um, And probably more receptive, you know? I mean, think of like, I don't know, I think of... Um, like a motion detector essentially is what it is. Yeah. And so again, it's going to be about your approach. It's going to be about how you introduce some of these things, but I think presenting it as something that like you're saying, no cameras, no microphones, but it's just going to let us know if you're not able to let us know. Right. If that makes sense. Because the worst feeling for both your loved one and for the caregiver or the daughter or the granddaughter or whoever is mom has been laying on the ground for a day or two hours. I mean, more than immediate, right. Everyone's going to feel bad. Um, so this is just a resource. A lot of people do not know about that is definitely out there. Um, if you have any questions, you can comment or email us and I will point you in the right direction. So that, does that all make sense? It does. Thank Kathy, you for I hope I answered your question. Yeah, and thank you so much for sending it. We we really want to um, at least answer one each episode. I think as yeah. we grow and we continue to get more questions coming in, maybe we'll spend either more time on a couple more or create an additional segment or section for that. But mm-hmm. I think it's just really important that people know if you have a question, Somebody else probably has that same question right. and you don't have to, you don't have to put your name. You don't have to give us permission to like say who, it, who it's from. Mm. But I think it's super impactful to know that if we're answering it, it's also going to help the collective. It's going to help mm-hmm. many other care getters as well. Yeah. And I think that's a perfect example of a question that you can't, you can try to Google it. Sure. And you may get some suggestions, yeah. but it's just, no, it's again very individualistic. It's very unique mm-hmm. to each situation. Yeah, but again, you're not alone. You're not alone. So at least we're here with you. Yeah. So I hope that helped. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let me take the top one. 
I'll do it. Yeah. Okay. So we talk about all of our different segments or mm-hmm. sections. So share the care show. Um, and I try to unpack this each Monday for us as well. I've just started doing that in my forecast um, of what's happening on what days and what's kind of coming up for the week. And so on Thursdays, every Thursday, at least through the end of March, I will be live. So similar to this format, um, but live on Facebook with a resource within reach. So that's every Thursday at 6 p.m. And that segment of the section, that segment of the show is sponsored by Care by Christy. Then we also have another segment, as many of you know. Yes. This is my forte, my passion. Yes, she's so good at it. Um, I host every single week a tips and tricks video. And um, I try to align those tips and tricks with who our guest speakers are for resources within reach. Yes. Um, Some examples of a tips and tricks could be home safety tips. Mm -hmm. Because I have home safety coach on on Thursday. So Amber's tips and tricks surrounded that. Yes. So she kind of gave some, I think it was like part one. Yeah, we have part one. Because I could talk for forever, so we have to... I mean, you know, same. Put the brakes on me. But um, later this month, we'll have someone who is experienced in the placement world. So Mm -hmm. Dave Holder with Assisted Living Locators um, works with families to get them in the best senior living situation. Mm -hmm. Um, So the end of this month, tips and tricks will be about the terminology, right? Assisted living versus independent living versus skilled nursing versus memory care versus rehabilitation. We'll kind of break all of that down. Um, Nine times out of 10, I do it with a cup of coffee in my hand because I need the caffeine boost. Yeah. I made a little cup before we get on here. So thankfully, yes, we do love our coffee. Mm -hmm. Um, Tips and tricks are sponsored by Home Care Assistance. So if you are not able to tune in um, on the days that those are posted, they are on the Home Care Assistance YouTube. So you can always find those. Um, And we will also be uploading the audio of that to have little teeny mini podcast episodes. Bite-sized episodes. (laughs) Yes, on the Share the Care Show podcast as well. For sure. Yeah. Thank you, Home Care Assistance, yes. for sponsoring that. Yeah, thank you so much. We love that. All right, folks. So thank you so much for tuning in today. We are going to wrap it up. But if you liked what you heard here today, please share and subscribe to Share the Care Podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever you're listening to your favorite podcast. You can also visit us over at Care by Christy on YouTube. Join us live each and every um second Wednesday of the month on Facebook here, just like this, and then catch our replays on all podcast platforms and YouTube. Mm -hmm. And that's what we have for you today. We're so glad that you tuned in and ta-ta for now. (laughs) Bye guys. Bye guys. (laughs)